hello, 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 and welcome back to the Fantasy Madness Podcast. Yes, with me, the Mad Chatter, Ryan MK. Thank you for joining me. Do not forget to follow me on the Twitters, on the Gram, at RMK Madness. That is right. Do not forget. And you know, we are here, but for one thing and one thing only, yes? Duh. Winning. That is right. We win in the fantasy. And we're here because... I like to talk, and, and, and I talk more than fantasy. I talk a little bit of extra stuff. But if you really want to hear what I got going on in this brain outside of fantasy football, then do not forget to check out my Miscellaneous Debris podcast. Yes. Yes. So, all that stuff can be found anywhere you can find the podcast, obviously. So don't forget, subscribe, like, follow, all that good stuffs. Don't forget. Okay. Moving on. Enough about me. How are you? How was your week? Was it good? I hope so. Now back to me. See, for me, it was about... See, I have to go back to me because you can't answer me. See? And really, you're here to listen, correct? So, back to me. (laughs) Week wasn't bad, honestly. Had a dentist appointment. I've got... A doctor's appointment coming up after I'm done recording. My dentist appointment. Had to get some deep cleaning done. I have. I, I tend to, for some reason, go through bouts of time where I'm not as good to my teeth as I should be. I will. I will put it that way. That's probably putting it nice. I'm a little bit neglectful on occasion, and it seems to come in waves. And with some of the stuff I eat, some of the stuff I drink, probably not the greatest for it. So I got some issues, you know, in the mouth area, around the teeth and the gums and all the good stuffs. And so I had to get that cleaned up. And just one side, I get to go back and get the other side done next week. Of course, it's been a while since I've been to a dentist because spending so much time working in kitchens and stuff, it's not like they offer you great benefits or anything. And then switching states, I had to, you know, we were for a period of time getting a little bit of government health insurance, which does include dental with some. So I was able to get my teeth taken care of at point in time. But in the couple of years since I've been to Colorado, this is the first time I've got to see the dentist. Of course, I miss the pandemic. <laughs> But I had to go, man. I had to go. And woman, I had to go. And then I left and I was like, God damn it, I remember why I fucking hate those places. And it brings to mind a song by, well, they're a parody metal band called Psycho Stick. And they do a lot of uh, parody type songs. Well, everything they do is parody. (laughs) But they do some really good stuff. Uh, They have a Christmas album that's fantastic. They do a Mega Man song, indeed, yes. And I bring them up because one of my favorite tracks of theirs is called The Root of All Evil, and it's all about the fucking dentist. Now, the dentist probably doesn't terrify me in the way it terrifies my wife. For me, it's just, I I don't like being thirsty is my biggest thing. I know that probably sounds weird to some people, but I drink a lot of water throughout the day. Now, I have an energy drink here, and I know, that's the bad stuff I drink. Bad for your teeth. Bad for you, period, really, the energy drinks. But I like them, so I tend to have an energy drink. And other than that, I really 
I drink a ton of water and I just, I love water. I know a lot of people up in the air about it. I dig me some water, high quality H2O, and I love it. And so I drink it all the time. And so when I'm at the dentist and I have to sit there with my fucking mouth open for an hour, no water, no. And they get you the little rinse and the sucker every now and then. And then they get done. They put this medicated mouthwash. I mean, don't have anything to eat or drink for half an hour. Fuck! I can't go up. Fuck! Another 30 minutes with no water. All right, I'm done. <laughs> Other than that, yeah, not, not, not a bad week. Did a lot of uh, Lego Jurassic World with the young one, with the six-year-old. Did a lot of that this week. That is a fun-ass game, I got to say. I just, I mean, I don't mind the Lego games. They're fun. And, and I'll play them with the guys, with, with the kids. The guys. The kids. Because they're not bad. But this Jurassic World one is pretty fucking awesome, I got to say. So if you're into that sort of thing, and you like dinosaurs or Jurassic Park, and you got kids that like the same sorts of things, this is a great thing to do together. Because it was too fucking hot to go outside today. Or yesterday. <laughs> or you just busted me again because it's really Thursday night that I'm recording this. Or is it? I don't know. Moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on. That Trump Axios interview, that, that was wonderful, wasn't it? It was just full of just precious mo Now, I got to know, speaking of spending time, uh, you know, doing crafts with kids, Oh, I didn't even talk about that. <laughs> I skipped right over. The Boy, is it, is that, am I still just out of it because of the dent? I didn't get, like, gassed or anything. They did plunge those fucking needles into my gums to numb it. But <laughs> I just skipped over, right over the, uh, I went right into Lego Jurassic World. I didn't even talk about the crafts with the kid. My wife had this great idea, okay? And it's make your own, well, monster thing, but you make your own beast. So you take... Some like poster board or something or cardboard print, and you you fold it in half, and then you write M Y O B along the crease in paint or something, and then yes, paint it has to be, <laughs> and then you fold it back together, and you don't rub it because that'll spread the paint. You just lightly smoosh it, and then you pull it back apart, and it makes an interesting design. And if you turn it, it makes it kind of look monstery, right? Beastie like, and then so you let it dry. And then you can add Google eyes and draw stuff on it. And uh, she poked holes in it and along the side so you could put in um, pipe cleaners for arms and, and, and legs. And so that was a lot of fun. And I totally spaced off saying that because that was supposed to lead me into speaking of crafts with kids. Did you watch Trump, the Trump Axios interview? Which probably would have been a lot funner had I not uh, just totally fucked that all up. But we move on. <laughs> And what I mean by that is if you watched the Trump, any of the Trump Axios interview, you had to have seen something from it on social media or something. When he has his particular graph, you just wonder if kids made that for Because it was li literally like five countries with five big different colored bars like 
And it's funny because the Trump, uh, the Trump and all his people and the Trumpers, they want to make. And I, I don't really care that much about Biden uh, until the election time. Then I'll I'll be all Biden for a day. <laughs> but Trump and his supporters, they like to make fun of Biden and oh he's losing it. He's not right in the head and all this. Like, are you not paying any attention? <laughs> Because, good God, he also pronounced Yosemite, Yosemite, and and Thailand, Thailand. So that's what else he's done this week. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. But we move on to more pressing matters, well, pertaining to this podcast. Maybe not in the world, because <laughs> that dude is certainly a pressing matter in many ways. But we move on. To the wonderfulness that is NFL news. Yeah. But not so yeah. Or yeah, however you want to look. Albert Wilson, Alan Hearns of the Miami Dolphins have opted out. Now there hasn't been a ton of, because the deadline was yesterday, was Thursday. And there hasn't been much of a deadline, or much of like a fantasy impact on the opt-out. And with the deadline, now, now. We'll see what happens because you never know if they're going to get another chance at an opt-out. You see, with baseball, they can do that all year round. I could see why football coaches would not be so down for that. But I also think you have to, like, what if players feel safe now, and then once the games start being played, they're like, this is too far. And if there's positive tests popping up, like, you might have to go, like, okay, we got this far. If there's some dudes who've changed their mind, we'll let you leave. There, there's got to be another opt-out date at some point. There has to be. But anyway, Albert Wilson, Alan Hearns have opted out. Now, this has Twitter a buzz about who could be the third wide receiver in Miami. Personally, I think this opens things up even more so for Mike Gusecki. That's what I think. Because you take, because of course Miami was going to involve Albert Wilson and Alan Hearns. They've got experience. They're veterans of the game. But, but, now they're gone. They're gone. And who is left? Well, there is actually some names at receiver. And some names that I do think are interesting. Isaiah Ford. I know Mr. Podfather posted a little something about him on the Twitters today and how he could end up being their slot receiver, which is true. He's a tiny little dude, and he's got some speed. But then you look at, or I'm sorry, Jakeem Grant is the tiny little dude with some speed. But that's really all he's got. Isaiah Ford, on the other hand, He's got a little bit more to his profile that you like. He doesn't have so much speed, but best comparable, Tyler Boyd. 91st percentile college target share. 68th percentile dominator. 97th percentile breakout age. So he's got some stuff to like about his profile. But then, but then, <laughs> but then, Gary Jennings is someone I truly like. Second year player. I believe he was drafted by Seattle initially. But this dude's metric, now he's got a little bit lower of agility score, below average, but everything else across the board on the metrics, on the workout metrics, off the charts. 
76th percentile college target share, 78th in college yards per reception, 64th college dominator. I mean, there's a lot to like about Gary Jennings. Maybe he gets an opportunity. So, and what's this other dude's name? What is this? (laughs) Kirk? Was it Kirk? Kurt? Kirk? (laughs) I apologize, but Kirk Merritt. It was a name I looked at. I'm not even shitting you. During one of the articles I was writing, probably a month ago. And I remember liking his profile, but not writing anything down. And his name popped up again today, and I could never remember his first fucking name. Kirk. Kirk. Because there's not a lot of Kirks, right? And every time you hear Kirk, you're thinking Kirk Cousins, probably, right? And fucking Kirk Cousins. (laughs) Now, Kirk Merritt, on the other hand, undrafted, out of Arkansas State, he is with Miami currently. He also has great workout metrics across the board. A little bit lower on agility score, but he is above average. Now his breakout age is a little down there. Yards per reception. Best comparable is Paris Campbell, though. And if you're like me, I still got a love for Paris Campbell. And I think he's going to have a good year this year. But Kirk Merritt, name to keep an eye on. Because see, here's the thing. There's a lot to like about all these dudes, really. Now, I kind of like Isaiah Ford because I feel like he's a better player than Jakeem Grant, and he's been there for a minute. But then I like Jennings and Merritt, too. So we'll have to see what happens up until, you know, the season starts, and probably into the season because I'm remaining... Remaining steadfast in my belief that uh, that first month of the season is going to be a little bit ugly. I think we're going to see some preseason mentality from the coaches. And I don't think it's going to be the best of football. I mean, the first month of football, it never is, is it? You know, it always is a few weeks into the season before really, you know, you start to see the offenses click and really get going. Those first few weeks tend to be not the most... I was going to say pretty of football, but is football pretty? Is it ever pretty? But you know what I mean. So that could even extend. Are we going to see this like five, six weeks of not the most, you know, pristine football we could? And within that, especially in the first few weeks, you could see coaches try and work a few of these guys in there while they're working on the working the kinks out of their schemes and all that stuff. Well, why not? Particularly because I've pointed out several times in articles, podcasts, the salary cap matters. And if it's going to be like $35 million lower next year, potentially, that's incentive for teams to, if they can, shed salary to push it over to next year to kind of help bump next year's cap up. So if a team can manage to go with some younger talent, over some higher paid veterans. Well, shit. That's the way to go, right? So I do think this year you have to kind of look at guys like like a Kirk Merritt, undrafted. Like Greg Jennings, 
Gary Jennings. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. I know. I know. We're starting off. We're starting off a little bit rough here. A little bit rough. Just a tad. Just a tad. Not as bad. You but suck, you jackass. No. No. Just a few bumps in the road. Oh, goodness. Okay. Alex Smith. Now there's some talk about him. He's currently on the pup list, but he could come off before the season starts, and he's getting praise from Ron Rivera. Now, I, I kind of wonder if, if, if Rivera just really doesn't like Dwayne Haskins because, you know, he's, he's not seemed real supportive since he got there. But on the other hand, coaches bullshit all the time. Perhaps, I mean, let's face it, he did bring Kyle Allen in. And we'll get more into this when we talk Washington, I guess. But I guess to me, you got to wonder what he's really trying to say here. Is he trying to say, Alex Smith is looking pretty good if anybody wants to trade for him? Or, man, Alex is looking pretty good. Uh, Dwayne and old Kyle might have some competition. So we'll see. Also pertaining to the Washington Foreskins, Kelvin Harmon tore his ACL. So he's out. Out, unfortunately. And we'll get into that, too. We're going to talk. Because today in the divisional breakdown, we have the NFC East, which includes the Washington Foreskins, of course. So we'll get more into that in a bit. But speaking of a former Foreskin himself, Jordan Reed, he signs with San Francisco. Now... I dig me some Jordan Reed. But that dude cannot stay healthy. He cannot be counted on. How many seasons can you go through like if Jordan Reed would just stay healthy? So I have no interest in him myself. I don't know if they're doing this as an insurance policy in case Kittle decides to dick around uh, for the new contract. So I don't know what's going on there. But I'm not interested. <laughs> Not even a little bit. Nope. Not a little bit. Anyway, anyway, that's what we got. That's what we got for news. So we're taking a quick break. A little breather. Gotta wet the whistle, if you know what I mean. And then we come back and we get into the madness, which of course today we'll be talking about the NFC East. All right. We'll be right back. Welcome to the madness. That's right, that's right, that's right. For any new listeners, this is kind of where I get into, you know, the meat of the podcast. The main topic, really. And for the last several weeks, we've been... I know I always say we, and it's really just me, but... uh, but you don't understand, it's me, Ryan, and the alter ego, the Mad Chatter. So it's really a we kind of thing. But we've been going through the divisional breakdown. And, you know, one division per pod. And so we're approaching halfway through the NFC. So my goodness, we are running out of divisions to break down. We're getting there. But that just means we're getting closer to football. Because this was meant as a way to... Uh, well, to be honest, give me some shit to talk about for a few weeks. 
And it's been good. I like it. It's forced me to, you know, examine teams more closely. And and while I've felt a lot of, you know, ways about all these different players, teams, etc. before, uh, there were some things that I had to adjust or some things I hadn't realized and etc. So it's, it's good that I did it and I've had fun doing it. But yes, it was just kind of, you, you know, a way to create some content. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Because sometimes you got to do that. Or I do. (laughs) Anyway, moving on, moving on, moving on. Again, divisional breakdown, NFC East. We're going to start with the Dallas Cowboys. That's right. Dak Prescott, he's the fucking man. He was top five last year. He'll be top five again. Don't know why people dog on him. Don't know why Cowboys fans hate him. He's fucking awesome. Now, me personally, would I prefer the Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, one of those guys, Kyler Murray? Yeah. But I love me some Dak. I love me some Dak. Very underrated. Well, to some. I I think people in the know know what Dak's all about. I really don't understand why so many Cowboys fans have no faith. I, I don't get that. At all. Speaking of top five, Zeke should be in the top five. I know, I know people are like, just wasn't the same last year. Maybe, maybe not. He still finished strong. Top five. He's going to be in the top five. And if he's not, it's because a lot of these other guys are going to explode. Because I think there is going to be some, like... I don't know. I could see Dalvin Cook struggling to get there a little bit. You know, I really feel like Saquon and CMC are locks, right? But after that, I'm not totally sold. Are you? Are you? I don't know. But I do think Zeke has one of the better shots to be in the top five. So that's where I expect him to be. His running mate, Tony Pollard, is supposedly going to get some work in the passing game. And... As a receiver, actually. And, uh, you know, he did a little bit last year. Just, uh, you know, being Zeke's breather buddy. Giving him a break now and again. And I do think he could work his way into flex-worthy this year. But, you know, he's primarily the backup to Zeke. And I don't really normally care about backups you have to have. Like, the handcuff idea. I I guess I'd rather take flyers on other guy. I don't have to have... But now, in certain situations, in this day and age, with those true workhorse running backs being less and less and more committees popping up, if you have one of those true workhorse elite backs, you got to hang on to them. Be gentle and love him because they only have so long. In this world of fantasy football. And Zeke is one of those. And for those, if they do have someone that is a direct backup and also talented, you have to snatch him up. You have to. McCaffrey doesn't have one of those. If McCaffrey goes down, they're going to have to use two or three guys to try and do some of the shit. You know what I mean? Zeke goes down, Pollard's going to step in and do fucking admirable. 
because he won't be that far off. It just won't be. And I like both the undrafted free agents of theirs. Yes, yes. What is the dude's name? Diddle, Dowdle, Dowdle, Dowdle. Dowdle. That's a great name. We go Dowdle. 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 I Dowdle. That. <laughs> really, I was just trying to distract while I looked up with their. Because <laughs> I can't for the life of me can remember the other dude. Rico Dowdle and, and Darius Anderson. Fuck my life. That's it. I feel like every podcast for the past couple of weeks, I've, I've had some issues. I've had some real, you know, derailed trains, derailed thought trains, if you know what I mean. I had some troubles, is what I'm trying to say. But we plow through, because I'm not sitting here doing all that extra editing. Hey, it's fine. Hey, this is just how it is, right? Sometimes you misspeak. Or forget something and you got to look it up and try and distract while you do. Sometimes shit happens and people will say, well, you're not the most. Hey, I don't take myself that seriously is what it is. And I'm technically not getting paid from anybody to do. (laughs) Now, someday and get this Patreon up and rolling. If I ever get my fucking logo, (laughs) which I'm still waiting on. Once I get all this figured out, maybe I get the Patreon going and then we start making a little money with this. But right now, not a, uh, make a little money with the writing, but not much. <laughs> but regardless, even if I the professional, what is that? You got to have fun while you work. That's what I believe. You have to. Even all those years working in the shitty restaurant, had to have a little fun. You got to have fun, man. Life's too short. Life's too short, bros and chicks. Life is too short. And But I should shut up because we were sitting here talking about the Cowboys. <laughs> but Darius Anderson is the other one. So both have pretty good player profilers. So I'm just saying they are stash worthy. Because if they, they're going to need somebody to be that third running back, right? It's going to be one of those guys. And then the other one, shit, practice squad, something gets hurt, happens to Zeke or Pollard, then boom, there you go. But that's how I see the run. They have one of the better running back setups in the league, really. Zeke, Pollard, my guy Dowdle, 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 Dowdle. <laughs> it's good stuff. They're pretty set up in the wide receiver department, too. Holy shit. After drafting C.D. Lamb, I know that crushed a lot of Michael Gallup fans, but what it should do is crush the Amari Cooper fans. Because eventually, now maybe it doesn't quite happen this year, but eventually, Lamb will be the number one there. I expect it to happen by the end of this season. Dak's just going to enjoy going to C.D. Lamb so much more. I guarantee it. But you're going to have Lamb, Cooper, like both of them, and I think people are a little too down on Gallup. Wouldn't be unheard of for this to be a highly productive. I mean, because this could be really, honestly, one of the better offenses this year. And you got to think those teams that have, uh, yes, they have a coaching change. So the adjustment period is going to be tougher this year. But they also have, as a group, 
with the exception of incoming C.D. Lamp, they have chemistry, continuity, familiarity. So I think this is going to be a hell of an offense this year. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for teams to defend it. And I think we're going to get a lot of fantasy, fantasy points out of it. Now, except for the tight end position, because I'm not sold on Blake Jarwin. I know some people are, not me. If there's a guy I'm looking at, it is Charlie, Charlie T. That's what that's what I'm just going to call him, Charlie T. Why am I going to call it, it, You say, does he have a last name? Well, he does. And I've tried to pronounce it on previous episodes. Taumopoyo. 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 T-A-U-M-O-E-P-E-A-U. Taumopeo. Taumopeo. Charlie T. That's what you got. Undrafted rookie out of Portland State. Dude, 6'2", 240. Runs a 4'7", 40-yard dash. Not spectacular, but above average. Got really good burst score, agility score, catch radius, college dominator, college yards per reception, breakout age. Best comparable to Lance Kendricks, who, man, I just always feel like he should have had a better career. Is the fucking team he was on and injuries. He's, he just, he should have been more. But I think this guy is could be a fucking stud, Charlie T. Now we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with Blake Jarwin, who people really like. And I'm just kind of, meh. Okay. You know who I don't give a shit about? His backup, Dalton Schultz. So maybe Charlie T works his way into a second string role this year. But I've got my eyes on him. I've got my eyes on him. Because I like Charlie T. I really do. I really, really do. Now moving on. Moving on to the New York fucking football giants. That's right. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is the quarterback. And I know people like, I remember what people thought when he was first drafted. And you got to admit, he wasn't terrible last year. He was pretty good. I, hey, he impressed me. He was more than I thought he would be. Not going to lie. I mean, and he didn't have a bad year. He really didn't have a bad year. And he had some rushing upside. Like, he was number seven for quarterbacks in rush yards. Number 15 for carries. So he's really, he looks well. His play action completion percentage, number nine. True passer rating, number 29. Not bad for a fucking rookie, people. His completion percentage when pressured, 38.9, which is number 11. There's there's some stuff to like about this dude, man. He's got some, he's got some moxie to him, as they say. Some moxie. Moxie. That's a good word. That's a fun word to say. Moxie. But I do like it. I do, I do like I'm I, I was a little kind of looking at his profile when he first came in. I was like, eh, maybe. It's it, it, to me, I just looked at him and was like, that's like Eli Manning the second coming. Like, <laughs> which is the comparison a lot of people made. But it's true. But you look at what he does, and he's more than Eli Manning. Eli Manning couldn't rush the ball and scramble like Daniel Jones can. I just I don't know. I'm a little more impressed with him than I was with 
you know, his overall profile coming out of college and at the beginning of the season, by the end of the season, I'm like, hey, kid's not bad. Then you move on. Saquon, what else can you say? Top five. There's shit behind him, though. And everybody talks about how Devontae Freeman should go to the fucking next team I'm going to talk about, the Eagles, or how he shouldn't go there is how I should phrase it. Everybody's worried about him going there because of Miles Sanders and lots of so many people love the Miles Sanders. And there's lots of other people who think, hey, I love Miles Sanders, but running back by committee. And I'm just like, no fucking way. Miles Sanders is going to be the man this year. RB1 for sure. We'll get him into him in a second. <laughs> Don't get ahead of yourself. But I think the Giants, are they have fucking Deion Lewis, Wayne Gallman. Get the fuck out of here. The fuck out of here. If they want some... They, and don't get me wrong, Devontae Freeman has been nothing spectacular the past couple of years, but I think as Saquon's backup, that would be a good move. Just saying. As for receiver, I really like Sterling Shepard. I really do. I can't invest in him. I can't. The concussions. Fuck, man and woman. The fucking concussions. I can't do it. That shit's scary. And I don't even want a roster guy that has a lot of them because that'll make me go, you got to keep going, man. But he can't. He shouldn't. It's sad that he is. Don't want to get your brain too scrambled. It's true. So I'm a little worried about Shepard, okay? The concussions, that's not not a good sign. Golden Tate could be the number one. I really like Darius Slayton. But... For me, is he really the guy that's going to be that number one receiver? Because I would bet that would be more Shepard or Tate. And I say Tate because I I fear, again, that Shepard won't make it the whole year. It's kind of a surprise a little bit that maybe he wasn't one of the opt-outs. But there's really no one else on the squad. You got these three guys. There's some other names on there. Nobody worth, except for, do you remember Corey Coleman? Ah, yes, Corey Coleman. What a profile. And then he just did nothing. 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 But he did a little bit last year when he joined the Giants. So could he possibly take another step? We'll see. Keep your eye on him. Fucking Corey Coleman. (laughs) Evan Engram. I imagine he will just fucking smash this year. And, <clears throat> excuse me, no competition really. I know a lot of people like Caden Smith, but fuck out of here with that too. Dude's profile is not good. I, I just, yeah. It's a Evan Ingram. I mean, and really, would it surprise you if he turned out to be one of the top two leading pass catchers on the team? Wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me one fucking bit. Move on. Open your search the paper. Open your the paper. <sighs> the Philadelphia Eagles. Carson Wentz is a fucking QB1, okay? Oh, I forgot the... <laughs> a little later. Philadelphia Eagles. There we go. Carson Wentz is a QB1. He finished number nine 
in fantasy lap. Yeah, in last year, in last year, in 2019, and see, <laughs> oh goodness, I know my excuse is often I must get more sleep, but it's true, it is true, I need more sleep, <laughs> but Carson Wentz is a QB1, people, number nine last year, number nine in fantasy, and despite Losing Deshaun Jackson earlier in the year. Alshon Jeffrey was, well, how else would you say but a shell of himself? And, you know, banged up and whatnot. And then who else? Who else? Now, Greg Ward, he helped out a little towards the end. And I actually like Greg Ward. I really do. But he's not the future. So what are the Eagles going to do this year? Well, they drafted Jalen Rager. You know he's likely going to start across from Deshaun Jackson, particularly now that Marquise Goodwin, their uh, you know free agent signing, now that he has opted out. So who comes after them? To help Mr. Carson Wentz. Because if he was number nine last year with the state of the roster that it was... He should have no problem getting back there this year, in my opinion. Barring his health. Which reminds me, I also like Jalen Hurts. Might not be fully ready to start until next year, but I like him. But of course, he could be back up to Wentz for a while. Maybe we see him on another team eventually. Who knows? But I do like Jalen Hurts. Back to the receivers. Who need to help wins this year. You know, with Goodwin gone, you've got the two starters. And then who else? J.J. Arcega-Whiteside? No, no. (laughs) No good, no good. But they did draft a couple guys. John Hightower, Quez Watkins. I like both of these guys. Both have good player profilers, some speed to them. I wouldn't be surprised if either one or both make the roster and make an impact this year. Because Deshaun Jackson could get hurt again. It's very very possible. He's getting up there in age, bros and girls, bros and chicks. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see how that all works out. But again, back to the running backs. We got Miles Sanders, that whole discussion To me, he's going to destroy. He's going to be an RB1. They might use Boston Scott a little bit in a Darren Sproles type of role. And then you've got Corey Clements in there as a backup. And now, then you've got the rooks behind them. Killings and another guy. Warren. And so maybe they work their way up. But I think they're fine. Because... I'm not huge on Clement, but he's not terrible. And you pair him with Boston Scott, that's a pretty good combo should Miles Sanders go down. But I love me some Miles Sanders. I really, really do. I know. I'm on the high train. Can't help it. Fuck off. (laughs) And then Ertz and Goddard, of course. You got to love both those dudes. And Ertz keeps it going, man. And I like Goddard. It'll be his day one day. But he's still rocking on despite that. I mean, imagine what Carson Wentz would have had to fucking go through last year if he hadn't had Wentz or Goddard. Wentz or Goddard. Ertz or Goddard. Oh, good God. 
Oh. Well, this has been a rough one, I must admit. Okay. Moving on to the last team in the division, the Washington of Foreskins. Yes. Haskins, is he going to start? We kind of talked about this a little bit earlier on in the news. And he has, I think Rivera has once said he would be the starter, but there's a lot of praise going around for Alex Smith, which, as I mentioned, that could be either motivation for Haskins trade bait like hey come get Alex Smith or it could be Ron Rivera's really thinking about like hey Alex Smith might be our best chance because you got to remember Rivera wasn't there to draft Haskins okay we don't even know if Jay Gruden was happy about drafting Haskins we have no idea some signs point to no <laughs> so you got Haskins there And he wasn't terrible at points during last year, but you want to see a bunch more from a first-round quarterback. It seems like he's working hard this year. I kind of like his potential. But you got to look at what the coach is saying. But see, to me, this whole Alex Smith shit, they traded for Kyle Allen, okay? Now, personally, fuck off Kyle Allen. I think he's garbage. We'll look at his stats from last year. Garbage. He had a couple of good games when he first took over, and really it a lot of help from his. You know, it helps when you have Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> but it, he's not great, Kyle Allen. And so Rivera seems to like him, so he traded for him. So you got to imagine that's the starter. So unless he's seriously considering starting Alex Smith, who is older and just got his fucking leg blown up, or just got the repair and the rehab over of getting that fucking leg blown up. I mean, props to the dude that he's out there and doing what he's doing, but you really want to put him out there on the field? So I still feel like it's Haskins' job. But if Alex Smith is removed from the pup list before the season starts, you never know. Maybe he does get a little competition going with Haskins. Or maybe Rivera is going to be happy to have three quarterbacks he feels comfortable trusting to start throughout the year. Because COVID. <laughs> but really, Kyle Allen's not good. And moving on. Running backs. Hmm. I'm just going to say this one fucking time. Darius Geis. That is all. Enough. Enough of this stuff. I know there's a lot of debate out there. But for me, if Geis is healthy, that's all I need to know. Forget people were saying a lot of shit last year about Dalvin Cook. Can he stay healthy, this, that? And he still missed some time, missed a couple games. But he stayed healthy through the whole first part, and he killed it. But it was just last year that people were expecting guys to break out. And they were also saying the injury thing with Dalvin Cook. I like Antonio Gibson, too. 
and I'm sure he'll be used, particularly with the lack of weapons that that offense has. But when it comes to the running back position, Darius Geis is by far and away the most talented running back on that team. And if he does go and show out and the Redskins really want to move on to an Antonio Gibson, they'll trade him. Somebody will take him and somebody will use the shit out of him. So I think this is the year we finally see Geis rocket. Bet. But I do like Gibson, and I think he'll have a role. This is the way I see it. I don't. I'm not even entirely fucking sure that Adrian Peterson is going to make the roster. I know he was there. This is a different team, and I'm sure Ron Rivera respects the shit out of AP. And I know he still had a little bit in the tank. Like, he's a freak. For him to still be doing even what he can do at this age is fucking awesome. But that fairy tale's... About over. Just saying. And as I mentioned with the whole salary cap situation earlier, this could be a time where, hey, sorry, AP, we dig you, but bye. Because I see the running back depth chart for this team going Geis. Then you got Bryce Love in there, who I think will more be, you know, the direct backup to Geis. And then you've got Antonio Gibson. Now, they did bring in J.D. McKissick. Maybe they hold on to him, too. I feel like there is one more guy on that team, right? Isn't there? There's, like, there's one more. Now I gotta look. (laughs) I do feel like there's just one more. There's one more of these random-ass running backs that they have that I'm just completely forgetting about. And, of course but my phone won't work. (laughs) Okay. Running backs for the Washington Foreskins. Antonio Gibson, Bryce Love. Oh, Peyton Barber. Yeah. I I bet he don't even make the team. (laughs) Or will he? I don't know. He got some run on Tampa last year. I don't know. See, if you ask me, garbage and more garbage and... It's just Geis and Gibson. I, did, I, I don't hate Bryce Love, so I take that back. But to me, those are the three. Those are the three. Now, for receiver, different story. They do not so much have an abundance. They're in a little bit of trouble. They got T-Mac. He's the fucking man. Terry McLaurin. But with Harmon going out, and not that I... I personally expected Harmon to be anything spectacular, but it was a second-year player that was, you know, was going to come in with a chance to compete, and it's not like they have a lot else. I do like Trey Quinn. This is certainly an opportunity for him. Some like Steven Sims. I he's okay. He's not the, got the greatest profile, but he's not terrible. And the Reds, the Force can Oh, no. I did. (laughs) Oh, I sure did. Which is fucked, because I didn't even do that when they were actually called that. (laughs) That's fucking great. Anyway, but I like Trey Quinn. I like Trey Quinn to emerge 
as the number two receiver on that team, okay? And I do want to say, do you remember Dontrell Inman? Not a bad player. He has resurfaced since Kelvin Harmon went down. Or maybe it was a little bit before that they got him. But they have Inman now. And so we'll see what he can do. I don't expect much. I don't even know if he was on the team last year. He probably was. Oh, yeah. Was it the Bears? Because he was with the Chargers, and then he went to the Bears. I don't know. Dontrell Inman, ladies and gentlemen. And I know people are going to bring up Gandy Golden. I, I mean, maybe. I know some would like to think that. I'm not as big on him. His best comparable on player profiler is J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, someone we've already talked about who's quite the bust. But, and I think he's probably got a better shot than Arcega-Whiteside, and he's a little bit more talented. But you do got to be careful with some of these players looking at their profiles. I just don't trust this Gandy Golden, and I think T-Mac is going to soak up a ton of targets. But I really think... Trey Quinn, as far as targets, yards, I think Steven Sims is going to get smashed, but I think Trey Quinn really will emerge as the number two in that offense. Okay. And then moving on to the tight end, I also think they're going to have luck there because they've got some guys. (laughs) I don't absolutely hate Richard Rodgers, but get the fuck out of here with Jeremy Sprinkle. Richard Rodgers will get them all out of here. Logan Thomas is the answer. He's the answer, and it's a damn shame. He got COVID. Because now this is the time. He's missing some time. But you got to think, this period of time might not be too terrible because they're doing a lot of meetings and stuff. Like, it's not like they're padded practicing. So hopefully Logan Thomas is out there for that because I really like him to his merge as the top tight end for the Foreskins this year. Yeah. And I know people are into Thaddeus Moss. He's another one I question, but the opportunity is certainly there because uh, other than Logan Thomas, I don't see a lot of talent. But anyway, the Washington Foskins, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, that's what I got for the madness. That's what I got. So we are moving on, moving on, and we're going to take a quick breather, and then we're going to come back and fucking close up shop. All right? Game over, man. Game over. That is right. We are here at the end. The game is over. The pod is over for now. But we will be back again after the weekend on Monday. And with that said, I hope you have a great weekend. All of you. Yes, yes. Are you listening? Good luck if you're drafting. Have fun this week. Don't forget to watch hockey. And some b-ball, that's been all right. But I have loved me some hockey. Because with basketball, it's different. It's it's really, they just, it's like the last eight games of the season. So, like, you see some players sitting out. and Because, you know, seeds are being determined and things like that. Hockey has been fucking wild. And fun. A lot of fun. Comebacks the past few days. Oh, oh goodness. Watch hockey. Watch more hockey. I've done a lot of it. (laughs) So, 
hockey and hockey again. Hockey, hockey, hockey. MLB. I was thinking about last night because you look at the NBA. They haven't had any positive tests for a while. The NHL hasn't had any since they fucking got to the bubble. The MLB, you know, still dealing with it. The NFL, 56 positive tests in this first round. I don't know. You just got to wonder, is there hope for football? And again, a lot less traveling than with baseball. But all it takes is one fucking guy that's positive to be out there on the field in a fucking scrum and boom. So hopefully, hopefully fucking football can (laughs) find a way to get this done. And safely and without taking a bunch of resources from the public and all of that. Because I do do, do want the football. (laughs) I think we'll get it. We'll get at least some of it. That's for sure. They are bound and determined. That's one thing you know about the NFL. Bound and determined. Anyway, anyway. We're going to go ahead and close up the shop. Don't forget to follow me on the Twitters, on the Instagram, at rmkmadness. And don't forget to check out my articles on playerprofiler.com. I did not say that right either. God damn it. (laughs) Playerprofiler.com. There we go. And, again, check out my Miscellaneous Debris podcast. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Make you laugh, all that. Or it'll really piss you off and you'll be like, I'm never listening to that shit again. Or it's fantasy podcast. And I would say bye. (laughs) But keep an eye out for all my stuffs. We'll do the NFC South on Monday's pod. That's right. And as always, as always, much love to every single one of you. Stay safe out there. Stay vigilant. Stay mad. Ta-ta for now. Later. Welcome to the show. The man is here. Ah.